husband and wife went out for dinner and they opened their cookies together. The fortune that he got was romance in the air on your next trip. Romance is in the air on your next trip. Unfortunately, he was about to leave on a business trip. We heard from the lady's lawyer that she's actually blaming everything that had happened that that went wrong with the marriage on us. That can't be true, Vinny okay. That is insane. Okay, Nina, that, I said that. I, I told them I didn't think it was true, but they insisted that it was. It was him and a PR person that was there, and they said that, that Fortune ended up getting removed from circulation because of it. Anyways, regardless, the story definitely indicates the stakes. People take their fortune seriously. And Wong is always writing. He jots down fortunes on gum wrappers, napkins. Sometimes he told me toilet paper. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hi, this is the David Allen Show. Oh my goodness, that your ladies Was that and real? Your national treasure, the National Public Radio NPR. That show, uh, what's it called? The World, I believe. Um, I just couldn't believe this was the other day. Uh, when was that? When? Month? Christmas night, maybe? I think it might have been Christmas. Christmas, which today, by the way, December 27, 2017, uh, there's this special, <laughs> I'd say a one-sided edition, which is close, because <laughs> uh, David is not here. He decided to, um, to, I don't know, take care of his family. Uh, so in the meantime, we do have Jay with us, shockingly, who hey, hey. actually showed well, up. I kind of had to. Oh. It was I, I was invited <laughs> on the last here. Wednesday of the year. There's only one last Wednesday of the year. Oh. All right. I mean, that that's really the occasion. Plus, you know, David well, doesn't like me. He just wanted to be here. No, David doesn't like me. So the only way for me to actually come and have a good time is David had to be gone. So I kind of orchestrated this little plumbing oh, plumbing you? challenge. I hacked wow. into his furnace you and, you know. broke it down. No, David is actually trying to keep his pipes warm, not metaphorically. So... <laughs> He's not singing, everybody. <laughs> no, no, no. Little uh, furnace problem, so and we're facing, what, zero, 10 degrees Ooh. below or something? Yeah, it's bad. Today was, well, let's just look. I think it was 14 below or something like that today, wasn't right it? Right now, it's, well, 14 below now. There's oh. no way that's right. I mean, I mean, the the interweb doesn't lie, so. Oh, eight. Sorry, eight above, everybody. But it feels like seven below. It's eight above now. So, well, that's what the the weather app. Well, tells it's kind of warm. In uh, like three days, I don't think we're expected to get above zero. I think it's supposed to be like five or six below is the high. Ten on Saturday, ten below is a high. Yeah, there we go. The low is eighteen below. This is without wind, by the way. My and we live here. Why? Uh, because we don't have big bugs. We, <laughs> well, we do have big bugs yeah, just but in the summer. They die. They die in the winter. Well, they hide because they come back every time. That's true. Anyway, back to the National Treasure. This one, what kind of blew me away was uh, this lady, in any other situation, would be a cartoon character. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't really conceive of that number, but... The demand for new fortunes, I think, might outstrip the number of positive universal messages that it's possible to come up with. Oh, it's a really troubling problem. And that might explain why fortune cookie fortune theft might be tempting. Oh man! Is there totally. any chance in the world she's a millennial? Any chance? What do you think? <laughs> Are you kidding 100%. me? One hundred percent. 
<laughs> which direction do you think she votes? Wow. Well, yeah, exactly. That's, now, uh, yeah. All right. Well, somebody has to run that business. You got to, you know what, though? The reason, maybe we should start a fortune business uh, because corporate taxes are going to go down. We could use it as a tax hedge. Interesting. You know, maybe a shelter. Well, but see, then we have, um, <clears throat> now, I don't know if I could honestly call this a news organization. However, MSNBC does get people to watch it. today you called this a win uh but 37 yeah. of 38 experts surveyed by the university of chicago's initiative on global markets yep. said the gop tax bill uh would cause the u.s debt to substantially yep. increase much faster than the economy are you concerned about that their economists their study what's the effect of the narrow tax bill on revenues and on the deficit and so that's that's okay ask them the question put together that tax bill with deregulatory and our agenda and with the current growth rate at three and the Fed saying we're going to grow at four next quarter and they'll all tell you we can pay 150 billion a year with ease. You know, yeah. it feels like you're relying on this tax cut of the corporations of the wealthy to trickle down. Yeah. Um, is that what you're relying on? Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Well, no, I'm relying on all the Western civ, right? We were all poor until 1776. Everyone made a grand until you had capitalism and free markets and the accumulation of capital. Shh. And so if you want to be rich, you have to have economic growth. We used to make $1,000 a year. Now we make 50000 a year on average. Why How do you did that happen? Why economic growth with the corporations? Why is this a tax cut that's going to the corporations? Whoa! This is Katie Turr is this lady's name. The talking head on the, the MSNBC. Talking to Republican Congressman uh, Dave Bratt. Now, his previous job, what do you think it was? Economics professor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, okay, I wouldn't have guessed. Me neither, right? I would not have guessed a professor <laughs> right. would have been a registered Republican. Well, exactly. Let alone Economics. Congress. Well, yeah, yeah. So Katie Turr is just trying to, you know, of course she has her own bent, and this is this all happened during the vote, which was... Well, this is one of those, please do not confuse me with your facts. Yes. Yeah, You're getting in the way of my opinion. Mm -hmm. well, Corporations are sitting on yeah. uh, record profits. Record right, profits. Works. Record, yeah. uh, record cash stocks. So why give this... This from the lady who... She, these talking heads on these national news networks, they get paid a decent amount of cash. The way they get paid is by the companies that they work for making money. Of course. So are they just stupid? I don't know if they're stupid as much as they are. I mean, if you get told something enough times, eventually you're going to believe it, especially if you don't check the facts or, or if the only facts that you read are the facts that are spoon-fed to you mm -hmm. out of context. Right. You know, I mean, you can talk about how trickle down isn't going to work. We're cutting taxes on the on the corporations, and that's going to you know we're going to cause this problem, this big deficit. But let's forget about let's just forget about some of the what do you think or how do you feel mm -hmm. for the minute. How well has the current tax code worked? Swimmingly for the the poor. Really? 
Are they doing better? Well, ask Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. But are they doing better? Well, ask. Of course they are. Ask them. <laughs> I don't know if they are. <laughs> ask them because they <laughs> represent the poor mm-hmm. so closely. the The piece that I'm intrigued with is the left is like they are desperately clinging to this hope that this fails that the idea that if you give corporations and you give people that make business if you give them incentives economically that that will actually trickle down to their people in theory well the moment they they pass this bill AT&T not a small company comes out now for whatever reason they come out and say they are giving well, Comcast did the same thing. Okay. Comcast basically mir- mirrored what okay. AT&T said. 200, almost, I think almost 300,000 people for AT&T were going to get. And these are not management positions. This is under management. Under management, yeah. Comcast came out and duplicated $1, that. $1,000. Yeah. Here you go. 1000 bucks, And then you have... Year-end bonus this year. Yeah, yeah. Right, right now. Mm-hmm. Then... Wells Fargo comes out, which, I mean, they're, for whatever reason, I mean, we don't, we hate Wells Fargo just because they're crooks, but whatever. They're going to jack their minimum wage up internally, mm-hmm. their, their corporation, right. 15 bucks an hour. Well, you would think these Democrats would be just whole, I mean, dancing in the streets because the, well, minimum wage has got to be high. Well, these companies just did it and they claim it's because this tax bill is now positive. And yet, they go out and they they claim that this is going to just destroy the economy. How? How? Well, another th- something that's interesting, too, is one of the things that this tax bill is going to do for corporations is it's going to reduce the allowance of how much a, an American-held company can retain funds offshore. Correct. Correct. And, and use those offshore funds as mm-hmm. a tax shelter. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen, which I think was actually just brilliant. So you've got companies like Apple who has huge offshore tax or, um, holdings. So they've got these huge, so they take money that they earn in the United States. It gets held offshore as a shelter because they pay less taxes. Well, they're limiting so in this tax bill, as I understand it correctly, they're going to limit the amount of money you can use as a write-off that gets pushed offshore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the goal, and and Apple themselves has said, we're going to put less money offshore and keep it internally because right. we're going to eventually, we're actually going to pay less taxes if we keep our money mm-hmm. in the United States and reinvest it in the United States well, than we would if we pushed it offshore. Right. So now we're going to keep dollars right. in the United States. Which apparently is a bad thing unless the Democrats are in charge of it. It's what it looks like for them to just stomp their feet and cry now because they didn't get their way. And yet the things they've been asking for, some of them are happening. The one that blows my mind probably more than anything. I expect I expect the Democrats to just pitch a fit over yeah. reducing corporate taxes. That's mm-hmm. that's a Republican Democrat party line. It's been that way since probably Kennedy, maybe before that. It's always Wilson. been that way. The one that just really blows my mind in the American public, the 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 general public doesn't get it. The the news media is completely hiding this fact. Democrats are freaking out over the idea and they're lying to the public over the fact that 
this tax bill is going to stop ACA Obamacare mm-hmm. subsidies. Mm-hmm. It's going to put an end to them. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats are flipping out and they're telling the general public, you're not going to be able to afford your health insurance. Right. Without they're, stop- this. they're stopping the subsidies. However, here's what everybody forgets. In 2014, when the subsidies were created, mm-hmm. the Republicans said, you can't do this forever. And the Democrats oh, said, so we're not going to. We're not going to. We're going to end them in 2016. No. Are you kidding? Uh, right here. 2000, right here in, here's an article. This is from, this is what I love. That's outrageous. So in the Washington Post, 2014, frequently asked questions right here. Uh... And these bailouts, which is what they were called, right. these bailouts are going to last forever? Well, no, <laughs> they're not going to last forever. This is a temporary program that expires in 2016 because by then, quote from the Washington Post, by then, insurance plans will have enough experience with who is in their plans and the level of claims they submit in order to accurately price their products. So this was planned in 2014. They were planning on it being just. That's going what they told. The they told well, everybody right. we are going to mm-hmm. end these subsidies by 2016 because mm-hmm. the insurance market is going to settle down. Not only has it not settled down, it's continued to increase. <laughs> the subsidies have gotten more. It can't mm-hmm. hold itself up. So now that President Trump and the Republicans are saying, "Hey, we're going to end the bailouts," just like you said they were. Sorry, we're doing it a year right, late. Right. But we're going to end them. So nobody's talking about the fact that Democrats planned these, the the sunset on these subsidies, and now it's just being pushed through. Well, I think it just goes back to they have to be the ones in charge. If they're not in charge, no matter what happens, and for them to stomp about and like make a big spectacle of them not going to talk with the president about what's happening... Like they have this whole thing that they're not going to go out and they're not going to go sit. And Trump, the genius at marketing that he is, had empty seats there for the TV cameras and he totally ripped them apart for not showing up. Hey, they're here. We invited them. They're supposed to be here. And they chose not to. Right. I'll tell you what. Trump is a master at manipulation. Well, and I think I think part <laughs> of that is because he doesn't he's not looking for a lifelong political career. It sure doesn't, doesn't seem like that. He doesn't right. need it. Right. If he happens to to get elected for a second term, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be icing on his cake. But he doesn't need to be elected to a second term so that he or to to go off into the sunset sunset and become a political speaker, motivational speaker mm-hmm. at half a million dollars a head. He doesn't need that. So I don't necessarily agree with everything that he's doing. Right. I don't agree with every decision or how he tweets, uh, if I were a tweeter. Uh, But the thing that fascinates me about him is he doesn't need to cow down to the Mm -hmm. political rhetoric. He's going to do what, in his mind, from a business perspective, makes sense. I was listening to uh, He stands to lose money if if he screws over big corporations. Right, right. Well, the the other piece that it's fascinating to me is Chuck Schumer, the senator from New York, mm-hmm. also the leader in the Senate. Like he's the Democratic leader. He represents Wall Street. For him to go out and verbally just rip apart Wall Street and these fat cats, these wealthy people, 
he's the reason they're there or they're the reason he's there and he is the he will not let a bill come through that really regulates Wall Street very well. Well, he New just won't let it come up. New York is going to have their own problems oh, with this man. tax bill because yeah, they've got New, such California high, the same way. They have such high property mm-hmm. and income taxes, yeah. and and wealthy people they're going to leave in a second. They they stick there because they get to write off yep. all of so they don't care. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna mm-hmm. have these huge income taxes in in the state yeah. of New York. We're gonna write them off. Well, there's now going to be a cap on those high property mm-hmm. tax and high real or high in, um, income tax write-offs. Ten thousand dollars, right? Federally, so now New York is pissed off at. Pardon me, New York is mad mm-hmm. at the at the feds right. for capping the write-off because <laughs> exactly. their taxes are right. so high. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think what this is going to do is shine a light on these states that are outrageous and out of control. California is the the example. They are out of control. Their government. And their taxes are ridiculous, and they show that New York same way. But so, you get these uber these uber wealthy that don't mind right. having. Well, it's because they didn't mind because they didn't have to pay because it. they can write off. They yeah, can write off a hundred thousand dollars in taxes, right. and now they're not going to be not able anymore, to. Yeah. So for people to now, complain about Trump, he he is New York. How is he going to get around that? Unless this is part of his <laughs> his dad's um, deals he made. Maybe you I know, to, I, get, to get out of taxes on some of his properties, which that's just genius. I'm sorry. We like it or not to make a deal with the city and the city government to have 40 years of tax free on a property because you're going to fix it. That's pretty impressive. I, I just. And corrupt, but OK. There's there's a part of me that doesn't. There's there's a part of me that really has a hard time with the fact that they're putting a cap on how much you can write off on your federal taxes for state taxes, whether it's property or income. And the reason is now you're going to get double taxed, essentially. Well, You're going to pay a tax, and then you're going to pay a tax on that at the federal level. Well, is that technically a double tax? Because the idea is I owe, let's say I owe... Just forget about the cap, but let's say I owe $1,000 in property tax. Mm-hmm. State. Well, under the old law, I could take that $1,000 and deduct that against my taxable income, I believe, right. federally. Right. Why? I mean, that's not taxing. That's not adding money that I could, I'm getting taxed twice on. It's just removing money that I've already paid a proper a state tax on from what I owe on the from the to the federal tax. Now I I will argue all day long that I think federal government's way too big and the federal tax system is not what we need anyway. But I don't see that necessarily as a double tax because it's not. Well, well, it's two totally different entities. Yeah, I, I it just. Still, it, it that's a it's it's the at the state level. Mm-hmm. If you itemize, mm-hmm. which few people do, few do now, right? Um, and fewer even still. But I, I was at a point uh, that I did. I used to itemize mm-hmm. when I lived on the West Coast. Used to itemize, and I was able to deduct my property taxes from my state income tax return. 
So I so if I paid well, well, this doesn't affect your state income tax. No, right? No, it doesn't affect my state income tax. But what I'm saying is, when I would pay my Oregon state income tax, mm-hmm. my taxable income un, under Oregon state mm-hmm. allowed me to deduct the taxes if I itemized mm-hmm. that I paid on property tax. Okay. And I think the idea is if I've paid the property tax, reduce that from my income so I'm not paying taxes on money that I've paid in taxes. To the state, that makes all the sense in the world. Well, two different entities, though, because property tax goes to the county, income tax goes to the state. So isn't it the same concept? Oh, it could be. And this is one that this is one that I struggle with mm-hmm. because because what's happening is you've got people that are sheltering You've got a state that is overtaxing, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and it's working because they're able to reduce the federal tax. So you've got people that are that are brilliantly utilizing their wealth mm-hmm. in a state where they can invest into real estate, right? Reduce their federal tax bill, but now that's going to get taken away from them. That's a that's a tough one, but I think it's a small minority of people. I think so too. But do you think this is deliberate by the the right? I guess to and and well to really shine a light on these high tax, very 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 blue states. Oh yeah, like like I like, would my my from what I, I can think so. see, this is a direct. Hey, everybody, look what they're doing. Yeah, to you. I think so. Yeah. You've been able to get away with it, or they've been able to get away with it, just like you said. But now they can't, you know, if they're going to, if they're going to try, you have choices now. You can leave to another state. I mean, I've read some stories where there's some big fat cats in New York that are right now eyeballing Florida. Right. And being wooed by Florida because. Yeah, but have you heard, have you heard what New York is saying? The New York AG, oh, oh, Attorney man, General. Yeah, they're going to go he's after already, him. He's already saying, oh, but if you've got business oh, in New York, Annie, if you think about you're gonna have in to, New York. You're going to have to prove right. exactly that yeah. you really have moved res- residency. Because mm-hmm. if you have connections in New York, right, yeah. then you know you probably are still a resident and you're just trying to avoid taxes. Mm-hmm. The, oh, AG's, yeah. the AG's oh, totally, office has yeah. said that. Well, they are one of the most aggressive auditors anyway. Um the I don't know if you, I, I I grew up in the Rush era when he began in eighty the eighties when Rush Limbaugh actually started his thing. I thought you were talking about the band. Right. I don't give a rip about them. <laughs> I'm not that old, uh, but like uh. nineteen eighty eight I think is when Rush began and he started his thing and came on the scene as this bombastic uh, voice who changed the way radio. Yeah, I mean he he invented talk radio. Didn't exist before. Well, he was in New York City. That's where he was. So you're in New York City and was for a long time. And then they had then transitioned to Florida, but still had uh, a lot of the show went through New York and there were some issues that happened there. Well, because of that, he's a full on New York tax taxpayer. You have to be. And for every year, I mean, this, uh, I'm assuming that it's true because he has claimed it every year he gets audited by New York. Because they want to verify and make sure they get every dime. I mean, he's a multi-multi-millionaire. They want to get every dime they can out of him because he might have some dealings in New York. He might come to New York once a year to do some work, and if that's the case, there you go. 
So it, it's that, and they. That. But isn't that? Don't you think that New York is exploiting that? I mean, you can own. A, I would think so. You can own a business, but you have to if you. So you own a business in one state, but you can't live in another. Clearly, you must be trying to lie to us. You well, must be a resident right. of this state if you have a business. No, in this I think state. what they're saying: if you have a business in this state, you will be paying the full all the business taxes. Is what it is. It's not the business. And ta- any money that you make. Off of that, I think they claim as you, that's New York, you owe tax in New York because you made that because of New York. Really? What about the people that live in New York and commute to New Jersey and work in New Jersey? What about the people that live in New York? gets that because you live in New York. Yeah, okay, but what about the people that live in New Jersey and work Mm -hmm. in New York? Yeah, I don't know. What are they? Dual citizens? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) But you, you talk about them not, like the left not really talking about this you know, healthcare situation. Well, celebrities jump in the same game. Uh, Jenna Fisher, you know who that is? Mm-hmm. Actress from The Office. Um, Saturday, she weighed in on the Twitter uh, on the recently oh. passed GOP tax bill. And we know that celebrities oh, are. Oh, they know exactly just, what's up. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The downside is they have a lot of people that watch them. Yeah. Right. And so when they say things, I mean, there's some, some, uh, <laughs> There's weight to it strictly because they are telling it to a big crowd. And this was her tweet on December 23rd. I can't stop thinking about how school teachers can no longer deduct the cost of their classroom supplies on their taxes. Something they shouldn't have to pay for with their own money in the first place. I mean, imagine if nurses had to go buy their own syringes. Hashtag ugh. Well, ugh. Really? Here's the, here's the truth of the matter. The $250 school supplies deduction was actually kept in the bill. Wasn't removed. And several conservatives and reporters on Twitter took, like, basically called her out. Um, What it was is the House bill had a, they wanted to remove that. Well, the Senate bill put it back in and the compromise, the, the, what they, whatever, when they get together in conference, that stayed in. Well, she's then stating as fact to her millions of followers on the the social web that what something that is clearly not true and then she followed it up with another tweet on christmas thanks for your tweets i had some facts wrong teachers surveyed by scholastic in 2016 personally spend an average of 530 dollars on school supplies for students Teachers who worked at high-poverty schools spent an average of $672. The tax deduction was capped at 250 Well, it was capped. It's been that way since, I think, 2012. Who was in charge back then? Oh, mm. no. I, oh. No, 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 no. It was <laughs> probably think, previous administration. Oh, right, right, right. It, just, it was, it was, it was carried over sunrise from Sunrise bill yeah. that they put in that in you know. With the next administration. But let's happen. get let's get real. Teachers do what they do for the same reason pastors do what they do. The good ones do. Absolutely. And the same reason that nurses do yep. what they do. It's, you know, I mean, teachers don't do what they do because they want to get this great write-off. Mm-hmm. They do what they do because it's part of their character. It's part right. of their... Now, Personally, I I th- I don't think that teachers get paid enough. I I really don't. I don't think cops get paid enough. I don't think firemen get paid enough. I I just I do not think so. Um, but that's beside the point. Right. 
teachers don't do what they do because they're looking for that extra $300 a year tax write-off for school supplies. Right. Because what in the world is that going to get you? I'm sorry. Well, if you're paying, if you're paying about fifty dollars, if you're paying a net ten percent tax, which most of them probably don't make enough money to actually pay right. a net ten percent, right? So that's they're going to save three dollars in their tax bill. Yeah, we, I mean, that's it's absurd. And uh, so I, uh, I talked to my accountant last week. Must have been, and you know, we we have uh, I have people around me that are. They are livid that a tax bill got pushed through without Democrat control. Uh, wasn't there a pretty good size bill that got pushed through no. a few years ago? That was good. That <laughs> okay. was for the okay. people. Yes, yes, That yes. was clearly the best choice. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Like, <laughs> clearly. Okay. okay. Well, uh, panicking that this is now going to screw everybody. We're going to get, we're, you know, if you make under 70 grand, you're screwed. Did you have you seen and some so, of the stats on that? So I talked to my tax man and said, "All right, am I screwed? What is the deal with this?" Did you sing to him in the Beatles' voice? I should have. The tax man. I should have. Okay. So what he said, he said, "Okay." He broke it down. He said, "Here's the deal. You you did this. You had this liability and all this. Um, as it turns out, our liability under these new laws would be nearly half of what it is today." Okay. Nearly half. For your business or personal? Personal. Okay. That's, I mean, my tax liability cut in half. Now, when it's multi-thousands of dollars, that's not bad. Right. I'm okay with this. Show me how this is negative. Well, what's funny, I, I was reading, so before this got passed, of course, I, I, a couple months, a month before it got passed, all of this media rhetoric was getting pushed around that this is going to cost the, oh, the middle class. Holy it's going God, to yeah. just, it's going to crush the middle yeah. tag, middle the middle class, and uh, and then it didn't that those little tidbits weren't out there for very long before the fact checkers started kicking in, mm-hmm. and and then telling people and with facts, here's where that's false. Right. Here's where you're going to save money. Here's where the middle class are actually going to save money all the way through 2025. And here, here's how. Mm-hmm. Facts. A month after all of the fact checking, which really was not publicized on any mainstream oh, media. No. Nope. 70% of people polled still believe that they're going to pay more taxes. I think it was like 72%. Really? So, but well, that's... And they wonder where this idea of fake news comes from. But I, I would be willing to bet that if somebody were to go out and poll enough people today, mm-hmm. they would still be under the impression that health insurance is going to get cheaper in the next few years because of the Affordable Care Act and it's going to it's going to work. It never would never was going to work. It was designed to fail. No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. It was not. Sorry. It, it was, was designed <laughs> to succeed because right. in 2014 they said we wouldn't need subsidies anymore. Oh, that's right. They designed it to succeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, health insurance is three times the cost as it was four years ago, but that's... Shh, I forgot. It's probably four times the quality now. Oh, is that it? Probably. Really? So, probably. So the, the, the value followed the actual quality I'm thinking, of care? That's what I'm told. Huh. Something. That's interesting. You know, doctors hate the Affordable Care Act. 
Medical billing companies abhor it. Well, I talked. I have. I have a uh, a friend that I've gotten to know who is a doctor now. Uh, he came to the doctoring world later on in life, so he had a full career before that, and then went back to med school. So he's. I like him because I think he understands business a little more, and he understands life. He didn't go straight from high school to college to med school. He lived. And I, because there's there's this whole idea of the 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 actual for real independent doctor that you know back in the day he would come to your house he'd you know he'd just he'd be available to you oh sure yeah that concept well that's not available and so I asked him I said do you think a a, a privately run independent clinic that you could actually go pay cash for service could work and he said no because so many patients are on Medicare, Medicaid, actually. Medicaid. And Medicaid yeah. sets so many rules that you th- there's just no way they would survive because the, the percentage of their patients would just, I mean, they would lose their, a huge percentage of patients because they cu- couldn't take Medicaid. I, I read an article last year, uh, and I, I wish I'd have saved it, but it, um, I don't even know what magazine it was from, uh, but- the uh, the title of the article was "What Happens When Your Doctor Takes Cash," mm. and it it was highlighting a clinic. Uh, the article itself claimed that there were multiples of these clinics popping up in the United States. I, I didn't fact check that, mm-hmm. um, but they highlighted this specific clinic that did um, their specialty was joint. Replacements, so they would do hip replacements, knee replacements, okay. whatever. That that was one of their specialties. Mm-hmm. Um, they only accepted cash, like full on, a full full payment, or th- like that's the only payment so option. You had to pay for it all, or you only could pay the bill with cash, even if it was overtime. No, it wasn't. It was, or, or was the idea that no no insurance? This was. There's zero insurance. Okay. And we're not going to give you a loan. Mm-hmm. You're going to okay. write us a check. You you're going your to bill. give us a credit card, but zero, mm-hmm. no insurance. If you want to claim this on your insurance, mm-hmm. you pay us, and then you go figure out whatever you want to do with your insurance. We accept no insurance. None. Zero. No Medicaid, no Medicare, nothing. Zero. The cost to get a knee replacement was a third the cost that it was if you went to a hospital that took insurance. There's that much extra bull crap of that you have. I don't to know do if you've insurance. ever looked at an explanation well, of a, benefits. It's outrageous. But yeah. when you look at an explanation of benefits, they will charge you $150 mm-hmm. for an office visit that took three minutes. Mm-hmm. And then by the time they do the insurance, you notice there's what you what you were charged, insurance adjustment, clinic adjustment. So. The insurance takes an adjustment, mm-hmm. and then if there's anything left over, then they're required to take a patient adjustment. Right. And so by the time it's all said and done, a $150 bill, they actually get paid about $42. Wow. But that doesn't work. And part, well, this goes to the war on cash, too. This idea that we don't take cash or we don't prefer cash anymore. I mean, how many how many clinics or hospitals have a cash drawer? Right. I don't know. Maybe they do. No one. I I would bet that on one hand you could count the people that would use 
pay for something in cash. Well, I think we're, and I don't know, I mean, you still have a certain level of overhead that you can't get rid of. Maybe you don't have to charge three times the amount because you don't have to do that negotiation with insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, when a clinic charges you 150 bucks and they only get 42, they now get to write off 108. Right. So yeah. now they've got a write-off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if you don't need to deal with the write-off and you don't have to deal with the, the insurance, right. now you can just charge the actual cost. Mm-hmm. See, I, I would love somebody that would be willing to go out on a limb and try it, in, in even in a community the size that we have here. You know, 3,500 people. But do you have enough people in a community of this size? I, I would argue you probably don't have enough people in a community this size that have the disposable cash mm-hmm. to pay for their medical issues. Right. Because that Well, we've been that conditioned works. that insurance is the only way to get medic- right. medicine. And that only works if you're healthy enough to go to a doctor that your ailment fits within their mm-hmm. specialty. Right. But the minute it fits outside of that and they have to refer you mm-hmm. to the hospital, yeah. now you have to have insurance to go to the hospital. So you'd almost have to have an all-inclusive clinic to get away with that. I don't know. That's tough. Yeah. Because I, I agree with you. I was part of a I was part of a Bible study a few years ago. And we were talking about the the concept of what are we gonna do mm-hmm. when believers begin to get persecuted to the fact that we can't conduct business. We oh, can't go to the because marketplace. Because of being a Christian. Right. Yeah. Because of being a Christian. Right. So we started talking about um who do we know that's a Christian that's a dentist that mm-hmm. believes this way? Who do we know that's a Christian that's a doctor that believes this way? Trying to find ways to create a woven community into a Bible study. What was fascinating about that, it all sounded amazing when you're sitting in somebody's front room. Mm-hmm. But the minute crazy me says, let's try this for a year. <laughs> Let's use each other's resources mm-hmm. to the best that we can. Can we trust each other enough? Because if we can't do it now, right. when we're not persecuted, are we going to be able to do it then? Well, that idea got shut down pretty quick. <laughs> hmm. Isn't that the general concept of MediShare and those types of things? Yeah, but if you've looked at MediShare, if you've looked at those types of plans, they really... They really only accept pretty healthy people. The minute your health, I mean, they mm-hmm. pre-existings aren't allowed. If you take if you take medication on a regular, if you're diabetic, you're out. If you have a thyroid problem, you're out. And mm-hmm. it's t- well, I don't know about thyroid, but uh, if you take medication that's consistent, you're you're not in. Mm-hmm. So, and it's hard to blame them because right, that gets yeah. expensive. Right. Well, and the idea is you are you're actually sharing costs. Right. But it, but do you think that we could go to a bartering system? No, because I think that's going to become, if it's not fully, which is not, but it's going to become illegal. Like, it will be a crime to barter. Well, haven't they made bartering? Uh, I don't know if they've made this, but I seem to recall something in the news that if that the IRS was trying to actually tag people for bartering because that should be considered income. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And yeah. so then they want their money. They, 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 they're going to turn that into dollars somehow yeah. and then tax you on it. Right. But like, if you have an actual product that I want and I have a product that you want, why can't we just trade that? 
because well, now there's because there's, now there's, there's a value. Trade. Absolutely, there's right. a value there, and they the state wants their money. And this is again the state the, the with small, a capital S. It is the, yeah, <laughs> you know, oh. the 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 small government person in me, which is growing ever larger. But getting back, getting back Hates to that. the getting back to the tax plan. I'm fascinated to see what happens over the next few years. Because I think we're going to see... I mean, the last time something like this occurred was when Reagan bailed us out. In the 80s. In the 80s. 30 years ago. Yeah. But when Reagan took mm-hmm. over... But after, according to Pelosi, that failed miserably. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, just ask Carter how much that failed. Because even Carter admits that it worked. Shh. Carter. Yeah, he's still alive. Forbes. This is from 2009. So, I mean, again, everything just changed, and so I don't know how much of this is actually real. Oh, I forgot. I hate Forbes. I hate Forbes with a passion. Their website's stupid. Uh, if Rodney Dangerfield... So many click-throughs. It's bad. If Rodney Dangerfield were alive, he might complain that even bartering is in a recession. Yet the Internal Revenue Service thinks otherwise and seems to be paying more attention to taxing barter activity. At least that's the impression from an email that appeared in my inbox recently. Do you barter? Queried the headline. Somehow, I knew this email was not about Bart Simpson. In fact, it sounded almost accusatory. No, I actually don't barter, though I think lots of people do. Uh, the IRS starts with a down-home definition. Bartering is trading one product or service for another, whether in- informally or one-on-one or with multiple parties in a commercial setting. It has a storied, even ancient tradition. Our ancestors may have exchanged eggs for corn, explains the IRS, but today you can barter computer services for auto repair. The IRS also lists plumbing service for dental work. You name the swap, the IRS wants to tax it. Whether it arises, it is, wherever it arises, it is income to both sides, just like cash, according to the IRS. That means each side must report the fair market value of the item, now that that that's a, interesting because they then go, what does this cost across the board? And that's what you whether it actually would have cost you that or not. That's what you have to be taxed on. Clearly, it isn't clear how much bartering goes on or how much self-reporting there is. My guess is there's quite a lot of the former and not much of the latter. Who anybody that is wise enough to barter. Is wise right. enough to not right. make that very public. Right. Uh, there was another one here. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, this Forbes site is dynamite. The legalities of bartering. I'm amazed how often this question is asked is bartering legal? Speaking to people, I get the good way to avoid taxes with a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. This coming from successful business owners who I thought would have known better. If your business, if your business bartering, all trades are treated as cash transactions. Therefore, it is up to you to claim any trades on your taxes according to your government's laws. Okay. (laughs) The only thing that is not legal is failing to claim bartering on your taxes. Treat all trades as you would would cash transactions any barter transaction is reported on schedule c profit and loss form um so 
The feds want their money. And so th- this is my problem is it's harder and harder to do that because it's just a headache. If you barter, just pay me. It's going to be easier and I'll pay you. It's going to be easier. It's just, it's cleaner. That's then, if you're going to, that's if you're going to self-report. Well, sure. But if all of a sudden as a business, let's say your income drops by half and yet you are, you know, you're still carrying on. What happened? Well, you so now you barter, you do whatever. Is that a red flag? I don't know. It seems like it could be. Could I mean, be. If, if it's minimal and, you know, it, here and there, who, who's going to know? Right. I mean, there's fluctuations all all the time, but if all of a sudden there was a big chunk of that that got went elsewhere and all of a sudden you're taxable, is so much different. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Well, I, they're going to do the best they can to try to collect every last penny to rub together. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's what they do. They that's what they've become. And I don't have a problem, especially as a Christian, paying taxes because I believe it's my job. Now, I don't think it's my job to pay more than I should. Right. And so I, I, I think that is theft at some level. And I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm f- firmly in the camp of taxation is theft, but I'm pretty close. I, I think at some level there needs to be something. But my problem is when you begin to tax rich people, Strictly so you can give that money or turn that money into something and give it to poor people because it's unfair that the rich have it. That to me is absolute theft and it's outrageous and should be a crime. But it's not. That's what we want. So we have this idea that the rich people have all the money and the reason they have it is they got to it. They took it from these poor people. Right. And it's owed back to the poor people because it was theirs. Gosh darn it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't theirs. Well, it's the misconception that um, money is a limited pie, and the more that <laughs> the bigger Federal Reserve, the bigger make their own, the bigger slice yeah. that you take removes right. my slice, right? And that I don't know. That's clearly not the case. No, because well, it's not like anymore. We have a pot of gold. That is it. And once that pot of gold's gone, it's gone. It's got to be divvied up. That's called socialism, I think. Shh. Oh, sorry. Go Never Bernie. Mind. Never mind. Go Bernie. Speaking of Bernie. <laughs> is he still alive? Jake Tapper, the CNN, the uh, clean news? No, the uh, Clint, Clinton news network. There it is. Uh, Jake Tapper <laughs> had Bernie, the Berner, Bernard Sanders on. Um, talking about the tax cut. Is he shooting for sainthood? 91% of middle-income Americans will receive a tax cut. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah, it is a very good thing. And that's why we should have made the tax breaks for the middle class permanent. But what the Republicans did is made the tax breaks for corporations permanent, the tax breaks for the middle class temporary, and according to the Tax Policy Center, that same organization, at the end of 10 years... 83% of the benefits go to the top 1%. 60% of the benefits go to the top one-tenth of 1%. Meanwhile, at the end of 10 years, well over 80 million Americans will be paying more in taxes. 13 million Americans as a result of this legislation are going to lose their health insurance, health care premium. Okay, that number is thrown about so stupidly because how many of those people only got insurance to not pay the bill? Not pay the tax they were the the fee the penalty the the your fair share 
tax. Well, the subsidies were supposed to end. We just, we finished that. Are you kidding me? Stop saying that out loud. are going up. We got a $1.4 trillion deficit as a result of this bill. And Paul Ryan is going around saying, oh, we have to offset that deficit by cutting Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. To answer your questions, should we have focused on the needs of the middle class? We should have. But the bulk of the benefits in this legislation go to large, profitable corporations and to millionaires and billionaires. Okay, is that bad? I don't think it's bad, but... I also don't think it's accurate. I don't think it's accurate either. Him to say it's going to millionaires and billionaires, not necessarily. It's going to business. Now, sure, business is typically owned, the big ones, by millionaires and billionaires. I'll give you that. Hello, Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. I mean, hello, <laughs> Soros. I mean, there's just, he's just a crook, but whatever. There's just... <sighs> All these big Dems are millionaires. They're going to benefit from this if that's the case. Are they really, really saying that they don't want the benefit? Because if they don't, no one has stopped them from paying more taxes ever. No one has ever well, stopped they, them. But that's the, they have to beat that drum because they're lemmings follow them by beating the drum it's true you know i mean how did how did mrs clinton get away with accusing president trump or then elect or campaign trump of not being able to relate to the mm-hmm. public because of his wealth right who was she yeah was she, i mean maybe in comparison to his wealth she's a pauper I don't know. Maybe that's what. Maybe but that's what it was. But we don't know because he's not ever released his tax forms. Uh, if if only he would do that, then we would know. There is no legal requirement, as far as I know, for a president or a candidate to release their tax form. I don't believe there's a legal no, requirement. That came out last. That that came out during yeah. this particular. This is just that. It's what it. It's just what. What do they call that? It just happens. You know, it's kind of the the thing you do. Uh, what do yeah. you call that? Um, Common practice. Okay. Anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Transparency. I don't know. Maybe well, okay. maybe a level of transparency. But we've also. When was the last time we had a president that was a self-made billionaire that held multiple corporations that didn't come up through the ranks of right, politics? Whose tax returns? Obama are a volume. Mm-hmm. When was the last That's time? Very true. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah. at, at some point, I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been nice if he would have released his tax returns just to shut everybody up. However, there's a part of me that's like, look, the guy owns hundreds of companies. Mm -hmm. Is it really in his best interest to release his tax returns, which could contain proprietary information? Does he want that to become public record? Mm -hmm. Well, and here's the question I have is if the if the parties were flipped, are the Democrats really going to scream and cry? I no. don't think they will at all. Now, would Did we re- ever see the birth would, certificate? Would Republicans? <laughs> would Republicans? <laughs> of course, sorry. we did. We saw one sorry. in old sorry, sorry, Ohio. Sorry, sorry, that he, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Whatever. Old news. Old news. Old news. Um. All right. But um, you know, okay. Go. I want to comment though on Sanders's point that that these uh, 
the tax breaks for the middle class are set to expire. Mm-hmm. In 25. And the tax breaks for the corporations are set to never expire. Mm-hmm. Well, they're set to never expire, assuming another tax bill doesn't get passed. Well, and they're also set to expire, the ones for the people, assuming a tax bill doesn't get passed. Right, and... And I'll tell you what, if the there last- are Democrats in charge, they can't ever let that sunset. No, they won't. I don't think a. Repo- yeah. I don't think any politician. Oh no, I don't will. either. Huh. That was that was more it's than genius. likely one of those bargaining moves, probably of ten years from now, mm-hmm. which is oddly coincidental into the middle of what will probably be the next president's term, right? Whoever it is, mm-hmm. and you know the dem the Democrats will assume that it's them, although they are banking on winning next year in eighteen. My goodness, if they don't win in eighteen. They are like I think their party is shot for deck for maybe a generation. Like the as it sits today, I think their party is over. Which makes me just giddy because I think they've turned into this horrible beast. I I would contend <laughs> that the Republican Party is probably turned into oh a I horrible ha- beast absolutely too. totally. Yeah. They just happen to be the ones in charge right now. Yeah, I mean, I I may lean more in that direction, but I I think both parties at this point have turned into yeah just self consuming money mm-hmm. behemoths. Absolutely. Uh, the fact so. that the fact that Congress cannot be uh, term limited out just drives me crazy. Oh yeah. Oh, but. You can't term limit them because if you term limit them, then then too many people that don't have experience, uh-huh, right, could could yep. be elected, yep. and it could really screw some mm-hmm. things up. Okay, let's then, screw it up then. Then you don't know how things are supposed to work. Right. That's this is my point exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. And, that's a bad thing. And that, but that's, that's the bad. argument no, no, they no, say. No, no. That is exactly their argument, though. Is well, we got to have continuity. Bull Alan, crap, Alan. Alan. I'm sorry. Oh, you're so naive. That's that's a bad thing. The top five most absurd responses to the GOP's $1.5 trillion tax cut. Ready? Number one. Oh, hold on. Just a moment. Just a moment. Nope, nope, nope. Let's see. Oh, yes. In a speech on the House floor on Tuesday, House Minority Leader... Nancy Pelosi pretended to care about the Founding Fathers and the National Dead, declaring that the bill, quote, does violence to the vision of our founders and invoking, quote, the children as a reason to vote against the immoral tax scam. Quote, the GOP tax scam is simply theft, monumental, brazen theft from the American middle class and from every person who aspires to reach it, she said. The GOP tax scam is not a vote for an investment in growth or jobs. It's a vote to install a permanent plutocracy in our nation. Plutocracy. That's what she said. They'll be cheering that later. It does violence to the vision of our founders. It disrespects the sacrifice of our men and women in uniform who are, in, who are a large part of our middle class and to whom we owe a future worthy of their sacrifice. And it betrays the future and betrays the aspirations of our children. It demands, it morally demands a no vote from every member of this house of the people. Number two, 
protesters chant, don't kill me, the Daily Mail highlighted the moment, quote, a wave of protesters provided one of the biggest bursts of emotion. One small group yelled out, kill the bill, don't kill us, as the final vote was being taken. Wasn't Kill Bill a movie? <laughs> That's just PR. In the response to the hysterics, Vice President Mike Pence was forced to call order. The sergeant at arms will restore order in the gallery, said Pence. Number three. Leading up to the Senate vote Tuesday night, former comedian and ardent anti-Trumper Rosie O'Donnell sent out a series of tweets to Republican Senators Susan Collins and Jeff Flake, offering $2 million if they vote against the bill. How is that not prosecutable? Well, this, yeah. Here's the quote. Susan, $2 million cash. Call if you want to negotiate. Right. Okay. Yeah. Straight up bribery right here. So let's just pause for just a moment on that one. I'm try- I still am trying to understand how that is not investigatable or, mm-hmm. first of all, prosecutable. But let's just say investigatable. Because right. didn't Snoop Dogg just get himself in a bunch of trouble for for uh, something to do with a violent threat or potential perceived threat on social media against the president in a video. So oh, it wasn't, I don't know. It I wasn't direct. Snoop very often. It wasn't, it wasn't a direct, hmm. but it was an indirect. So if that was investigatable, why isn't Rosie investi- no and get investigatable? Because she's... That's a word, right? A, investigatable? A Democrat. <clears throat> she is? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think they're too conservative for her. Prior to the gracious offer, Rosie told Collins she's no woman and that she's voting to kill Americans. The only problem with Rosie's generous $2 million offer, of course, is that it violates federal law. Under 18 U.S. Code 201, offering $4 million in bribes to senators to influence a vote is punishable with up to $12 million in fines and or imprisonment for as much as 15 years. When Daily Wire editor-in-chief Ben Shapiro tweeted that Trump would have his face carved into Mount Rushmore by Friday if he investigated Rosie, she responded in standard Rosie style, writing, Suck my... something, Ben. Little toe. And here was Shapiro's response. You're already a felon, Rosie. Don't be a homophobic sexual harasser, too. (laughs) Hashtag me, too. Number four, Chuck Schumer prophesied dark, dark days ahead and Republicans plagued by regret. Just before the vote in this House, the other key congressional Democratic leader, Senator Minor- Senate Minority Leader Chuck U. Schumer, uh, went full doom and gloom and warned Republicans that they would soon, quote, rue the day. They voted to reduce Americans' taxes. How terrible. The $1.5 trillion in tax cut, quote, blows a hole in our deficit, he said, hyperbolically. Republicans will rue the day that they pass this bill because it's so unfair to the middle class. It so blows a hole in our deficit. It so threatens Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. They will rue the day. And number five. Nancy Pelosi invokes Armageddon. Leading up to the vote, Pelosi resorted to the end of the world scenario. Literally. A little over a week before the vote, Pelosi appeared on television to declare that the Republicans' bill was in fact the end of the world. Armageddon, as she said between her falling out teeth. 
Pelosi made the comment in response to being asked if the Democrats were overhyping the negatives of the bill because, quote, many people are getting a very modest tax cut and it's not the end of the world. No, it is the end of the world, she said. I watched this. It cracked me up. The debate on health care is life, death. This is Armageddon. This is a very big deal because you know why? There's really a very hard way to come back from this. They take us further, more deeply into debt. What can what can you do but raise taxes? They throw a few crumbs to the middle class. What they give with one hand, they take away in bounty with the other. This is just rubbish. This is just vomit. Yeah. Many people are getting a very modest tax cut, and some people are getting a tax increase while... A lot of this is also going to business, but it's not the end of the world. No, it is the end of the world. This health care, <laughs> the debate on health care is life death. This is Armageddon. Uh, this is a very big deal. Because you know why? You think they went There's to acting really school? It's really a very hard way to come back from this. They take us further, more deeply into debt. What can you do but raise taxes? They contend that they're a gift. Wait a second. Uh, whoa, America, whoa, 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 whoa. She's complaining because supposedly they're taking us further into debt. And what can you do to fix it but raise taxes? So they just want to raise taxes. Right. What she should no, be. No, what she's she doing should is be she's, giddy. No, she's oh, setting. They just gave us the opportunity <clears throat> to raise taxes on people. She's setting up. She's setting up their argument for a few years from now. Oh, totally. Yeah. But I, but I not that. addressing that three short years ago, what came out of their mouth Shh. was that the subsidies were going to end because the health insurance industry would flatten out. Just keep going back to this. <laughs> that really bugs me. It just really well, we don't it we don't care about on this. me. We don't want no truth. We don't want truth. It's kind of like the windmill industry. The windmill industry is so heavily subsidized mm-hmm. that it cannot solar survive well. on its own. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know about solar, but when I lived in Oregon, we did some. I did Old some man, research yeah. on the windmills in the gorge, which mm-hmm. they were just completely just gutting the gorge mm-hmm. to put these windmills. I I knew, um, I knew a farmer who his neighbors. So it's like one of those. I knew a guy who knew a guy. So I knew a farmer whose neighbors were brothers that farmed on trusted land and the two brothers quit farming because they had so many windmills on their property they didn't have to they didn't have to because the land use fee or whatever the fee was that they were collecting from the windmill lease Mm because windmills don't own the property they lease the little square Mm -hmm. footage that both brothers had doubled their income in land use fees. Wow. Windmills are so subsidized, they cannot sustain themselves. So people think it's cheap fuel, kind of like ethanol. Yeah. It's cheap fuel because it's subsidized. Mm -hmm. Healthcare is not affordable. It's so heavily subsidized. But but my question is how it, it can't have changed that much. That it's that outrageous. 
Well, okay. Why, why is it so expensive? Let I mean, me give you. I, I think let me it's give got you something ex- to do with legal, but why is it so dang expensive? It, why is it so expensive now? Correct. Uh, because what what's being forced upon insurance companies now is they have to cover everything mm-hmm. up front. So there's no pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how sick you are. Doesn't matter what's wrong with you. They have to cover you. Well, that when you take somebody on that pays. 500 bucks a month in premiums. So let's say they spend $6,000 a year in premiums mm-hmm. and another $5,000 for a deductible. So they're paying out $11,000, but their annual bill is $25,000. You're losing money. So how do they offset that mm-hmm. is all premiums have right. to go Everybody up. Goes up yeah. So the people that are losing money are still losing money, but everybody else's premiums have to go up in order to offset that. Well, here's what I want to know is why does why, why does the actual medicine cost so much? And I, I guess I don't mean a drug. I, I mean oh. the, the actual service. Why does the service cost so much? I understand insurance rates. That that makes sense. But why does why does it cost twenty thousand dollars? It's a shill to game. fix a, a broken arm. It's a shill game. It, it's like go back to your explanation of benefits. They charge twenty thousand dollars, but they only get paid mm-hmm. at best half of that. So then they write off the rest of it. But I have to pay the full bill. Yeah. What's your point? Not if you had insurance. <laughs> no, I would have paid way more. You know, there used to be way here more. Actually. Here's something to know. There used to be a day where if you were a cash customer, and it was this way with dentistry too, mm-hmm. if you were a cash customer, you got a discount for paying cash. Right. Do you know that medical providers now have a penalty? They have, a, they have a penalty that if you come in and pay cash and you get a discount and insurers or Medicaid finds out about it, mm-hmm. they get penalized for offering you a discount. Even though Medicaid walks in and determines what right. you're going to Because pay what them. they're trying to do is force you to get insurance. <laughs> oh, right. So if it costs you the full amount... The provider's going to get in trouble. The prov- so that's going to keep them from doing right. it. Right. Well... So it is this just like what's this mafia strong? Well, army? similar. I mean, Kinda. think about this for a minute. It, if if it costs twenty grand for a procedure, like it used to be, uh, if it costs tw- let's say it costs a thousand dollars for a procedure, just a thousand dollars. If you walked in and said, "Hey, I I don't have insurance. I'm willing to pay cash right now," mm-hmm. generally you would pay three quarters of that. Right. Okay, you'd pay seven hundred for a thousand dollar bill because they knew they're going to get. Mm-hmm. They don't have to deal with the insurance, the paperwork, none of that. If they do that today, they get a penalty. Mm. They're not allowed to do that. They cannot negotiate. So their their insured price has to be a cash price, even though Medicaid only pays them half. Mm-hmm. So they're forcing you to get insurance, mm. or pigeonholing you well i think that's more it apparently today this article uh, posted well about half an hour ago on the washington post people across the u.s rushed this week to pay their 2018 property taxes early hoping to take advantage one last time of a federal deduction for state and local taxes that will be scaled back under the tax code overhaul on wednesday however the International Revenue Service announced that those prepayments could be deducted only in limited circumstances. A, de- 
a decision that appeared to invalidate many taxpayers' efforts and raised the prospect that local governments could come under pressure to refund millions of dollars. Whoa. The announcement stoked confusion surrounding one of the most controversial elements of the tax law, a $10,000 cap on deductions for state and local local taxes that will disproportionately affect higher tax, Democratic-leaning states. It also offered a glimpse of the kind of hiccups that could arise in coming weeks as the IRS releases guidance on other facets of the bill, the largest overhaul of the federal tax law in three decades. In affluent states with high taxes and property values, local officials have been besieged in recent days by people trying to pay their 2018 property taxes early so they can deduct those payments before the cap takes effect. However, the IRS said Wednesday that filers could only avoid the cap by paying property taxes that have been assessed in 2017. Many local governments, including most Washington-area jurisdictions, have not completed assessments for upcoming years. Clearly. How can you assess next year? Well, right now, okay, so I happen to know this world a little bit. Mm. So right now... Insider info. Yeah, insider info. So what's happening at most local governments is your county assessors... They're always working a year ahead. So in 2017, they're always working on the assessed values for 2018. Okay. But in order to in order to to be qualified as an assessed value, there's statutes in place. The county assessor can't just say, "Alan, your property is assessed in 2018 for hundred thousand dollars." Doesn't work that way. They have to assess. Everybody has to get the assessed value. Notices have to be mailed of the assessed value. Oh, and then they have to. And have then time they have to, to like have. Then they have to have a it, truth and right? in, tra- in, in oh, taxation right. hearing where they allow you to come and refute it, mm-hmm. and then they are accepted by the county board. That generally all happens in the spring, because if you just think about just the timing of, mm-hmm. we have to mail it to right. everybody, then we have to notify everybody of the public hearings. Mm-hmm. Then we have to give people time to show up. Oh, man. You can't just do that at the last minute. So what people are doing is they're trying to pay their estimated tax value. But that's not counting, clearly, because no. it's not official. Not legally. It's not assessed. In affluent Fairfax County, Virginia, more than 1,700 property owners came to the government center Tuesday to prepay their taxes. I cannot imagine that. Holy cow. While 750 people sent wire transfers and about 650 dropped off, dropped off payments in a government lockbox that normally gets two or three pieces of correspondence a day, according to Director of Revenue Collection. Uh, the county collected nearly $16 million in tax prepayments on Tuesday alone. County spokesman Jeremy Lasick said with more money flowing in Wednesday. He said the county would be would devise a reimbursement plan if it cannot accept the prepayments. We don't know the full impact of that IRS statement yet, he said. We're still studying that. See, well, I think the county's going to be allowed to accept it, but it's not going to be allowed to be written off. Well, what I'm wondering is if the people are just not going to, they're going to want it back. If it, if it couldn't prepay, they're going to want it back then. Could be. Oh, man. Can you imagine? I can't. Government. Fantastic. Wow. It goes on and on, but that is nuts. I think that it was, there was some real, it, it's, it's interesting to me how 
much Democrats are speaking out of both sides of their mouth through this process. Mm -hmm. Because on the one hand, they want, they don't want the rich to benefit. So, okay, we have found a way to make sure that the rich can't benefit as much. Mm-hmm. We're going to put it in there so that and they you, hate it. So that you can't right. write you can't write off as much. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. hold on. Right. Wait, you're That's hurting the fair. You're hurting the state. You yeah. can't do that. No, we're not hurting the state. Mm-hmm. We're just making them pay more on the federal side. Yeah. Yeah, but that's going to hurt the state indirectly. Well, that's not our fault. Sorry. But we're not helping the rich. Mm. So, but Democrats don't like that. I mean, they're just <laughs> You know what we haven't heard much of though? Do tell. What's happened to all of the race hate crime? You mean in, in the news? Do you hear it as much? No. Oh, interesting. You know what else you don't hear about? Huh. Is the Me Too movement. Yeah. What you know happened? why? Because Roy Moore lost. The voters spoke. They didn't want him. He got accused, rightly or wrongly. We don't know. I frankly don't care at this point. No one does. So it doesn't matter. It's not a story anymore. They were And Al Franken still resigned, I believe. Yep. Which he, well, I think officially he steps down January second or okay. something. But he, so, yeah, he's, but he, he said he's going to resign. I mean, they they made enough of a spectacle to. of that. He be, got like he got railroaded. Well, I think what's funny there is, I believe there was this thought process to use him and I can't remember the other guy as a pawn. Conyers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To say, oh look, they're taking the high road. Mm-hmm. That's exactly that, it. You know. Here and so President Trump should step right, down. Absolutely, yeah. Here's the difference: mm-hmm. when Al Franken was accused, he said, "Oh, I did it. I'm so sorry." When President Trump was accused, he said, "Prove it." No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. He never admitted anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't do that. And what's fascinating is no extra evidence has ever come. Now I don't know if he did it or not. Maybe right. he did, and there's just no evidence. But the difference between the two is everybody stepping down has admitted they did it. This too will go away. Well, it is going away. But I just yeah. I I found it I find it interesting the absolute silence and how quickly it's been forgotten of any mm-hmm. racial hate news. Yeah. It went away. Well, and it totally proves I think that the media narrative is deliberate. Like they they are doing what they do to shape the the social mind. But don't you think it's fascinating that when the you could really go conspiracy on this if you wanted to. But just in simplest terms, there was an administration in place that bought into racial hate news, supported the fact that one race was getting shot Mm-hmm. by officers of a different race and was publicly denouncing these things occurring without any formal investigations first, right? I'm speaking like in huge code, but mm-hmm. you know exactly what I'm talking about. All of a sudden, that administration is gone. We don't hear about any of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think crime just dropped off. I don't think one race is committing less crime now because 
or I don't think white cops are shooting less black people, but it's not in the news. Is that because it's not being talked about from top down anymore? And now the important thing is something else? Did it go away? Did all of the publicity make it go away? Is that what we need? So More did publicity? It matter? No, did it go away? Oh. Did it stop? Oh, oh, oh you did, mean, all did, did it work? Pu- yeah. <laughs> all of the publicity <laughs> so. changed the behavior, so now those activities no longer exist? Hmm. That's what they'd want you to believe, I assume. But it's gone. We had riots. Mm-hmm. We had riots a year ago. It was everything in the news. And what was it two years ago? Well, we had riots because of who got elected. People were all of a sudden, I mean, how can I explain this to my children? The the dark day that we've become, we are in the middle of hell because us, the guy I didn't want got elected. Yeah. Really? A year, a year ago, we were having riots yeah. over white cops mm-hmm. shooting black. Mm-hmm. So, so okay, here's the here's the thought. Does that then, was that there to push the narrative uh, against a Republican president? Could be. Solely. But what was it two years before? What was it a year before that? Everything was transgender two years before, or a year before that. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Where that, did that that's go? still there. Well, yeah. I don't hear it every there, day. But no, it's not near what it was. I mean, just go back in this show, you know, 20 episodes. Yeah. It was huge. I mean, just go, if you scroll through the titles of our shows, <laughs> I mean, it was a big deal. And that's not, that's not there as much. So yeah. I, Are these online? Yeah. No, just kidding. DavidAllenShow.com. <laughs> Whatever. Jeez. Wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought we were just having a conversation. We are. That's right. <laughs> this is the David Allen Show, davidallenshow.com. Uh, if you're interested, uh, we are on the App Store, the iTunes podcast, davidallenshow.com. Rate it. Rate it. Five stars. Done. By somebody. I must believe in something so I'll make myself believe
This is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com. We need some self-control, or maybe the Democrats do. Who knows? Self-control. Um, yeah, why not? <clears throat> the control of self Oh, you know, I looked up. Oh, I had to look this up. Hold so, on. Oh, crap. Sorry. Go ahead. Carry on. Okay. No, I was going to start something. So, so Nancy Nancy Pelosi. I think you're going to call me Nancy. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. the, uh, she used the term... Plutocracy. Yes, do tell. Do okay. tell. So she was... An idiot. Sorry. She <laughs> is. She was accusing the current administration of driving us into a plutocracy. Yes. Because of this new tax mm-hmm. bill. Armageddon. Mm-hmm. The end of the world. Beginning with a plutocracy. Mm-hmm. Definition of... True? Definition... Oh, no, it's completely true, but the fact that it's beginning now is... Far from. Here's the definition of plutocracy is a government by the wealthy. Whoa. A country or society governed by the wealthy. The elite or ruling class of people whose power derives from their wealth. Does she know what she's talking about? No. She would not be considered wealthy. Oh, okay. Fortunate. Is, is that it? Really? She is she is a fortunate representative of the people that she represents who are willing to support her to represent them because she understands who she's representing. I'm going to try to stick the word represent in there one more Good. time. Good. Yeah, she represents the people. Well, New York or California, San Francisco. There you have it. Uh, she is worth the names. The Pelosi's have a net worth uh twenty nine point three five million dollars. Chump change. Chump change. Chump change. She, she that's, ranks. That's Trump change. Oh hey, hey. <laughs> she ranks fifteenth out of fifty wealthiest members of Congress. This was in two thousand fourteen. I can't imagine it's much lower than that. So some would say she's in the bottom thirty five. <laughs> so. So the others are just higher. Yeah, I bet that's it exactly. She's yeah. not in the top 15. She's in the bottom 35. <laughs> hmm. Well, then Pocahontas, her net worth is nearly, you know, nearly 10 million. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren, the senator <laughs> from Massachusetts. I knew right. you were talking about it. Just it just dawned on me that you you facilitated it. Uh, that's right. And Chucky Chuck Schumer, oh, he's not bad though. His net worth is only seven hundred two thousand dollars. What? This is fourteen. This is three years ago. So near nearly four January two thousand fourteen. He gets paid a third of that um, per year, and he's only worth what seven oh two. Okay. So three quarter million dollar roughly. So him as an individual. He's gotta have something. He's maybe a corporation. There's gotta be money somewhere. Really? I, I'm just reading what the interweb tells me and it's clearly Do you true. find that hard to believe? That Chuck is only worth seven hundred thousand dollars? Yeah. yeah. That seems mm-hmm. odd to me. There no. there's there's something a miss with that. Oh, that tally excludes, hold on, excludes his Park Slope home, which he said he bought for 157 grand 
1982. So chances of that being worth a million dollars are pretty darn good. That still seems way too low to me. Millionaires dominate Congress, but most New York members are poorer than others. This from 2014, so who knows how exactly current this is. Uh, the current Congress may be the least productive in history, but it's probably the richest. Let's see. Let's have a list. Come on. Give me a list. List. Mm, this is not a very good article. <clears throat> Old Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> this is back when old Dirty Harry Reed was in there. Or Dingy Harry Reed. So Dingy. Rush calls him. <laughs> not, not quite dirty. <laughs> right. Can't call him Dirty Harry. Right. No. Call him. There's probably mm-hmm. some kind of copyright infringement in calling him Dirty <laughs> Harry dirty on Harry the Rush Reed. Limbaugh show. Yeah. <laughs> call him Dingy Harry. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, for fun before we close this show down. Um, we are just doing a quick search of the Googles on the news side. Here we go. No, I don't want this. There we go. <clears throat> just a quick rundown of the headlines here, according to Google. U.S. officer plunges into frozen pond to rescue a boy. How nice. Wait. How did he plunge in if it was frozen? That's a great question. <laughs> um, a U.S. Uh, Sergeant Aaron Thompson was called to the pond in New Harmony, Utah, after reports that the child had fallen in while chasing his dog. He told a news conference he had found the boy floating beneath the surface about 25 feet from the pond's edge. He said he believed the boy had been in the water for about 30 minutes. Yikes. Local newspaper, wow. The Spectrum of St. George, reported on Wednesday that the child, who has not been named, was awake in hospital and recovering. Sergeant Thompson told reporters that when he arrived at the pond in the late afternoon, he was directed to an area where a woman had seen the boy's hand protruding from the ice some minutes earlier. Why didn't that lady try to help? <clears throat> who was going to hold her phone? I don't know. He said that as he walked further out, quote, the ice got thicker and I couldn't break it with my arms and my fists. I, w- I would have to, I would have to say, knowing what my responsibilities are to my family, mm-hmm. it would be a hard decision for me. Just sit there. Mm, no? N- no. No? Oh, to go help? I, I, I would... <clears throat> I think my instinct would probably kick in to go help because that's I've I haven't been in that scenario, but I've been in situations before where I've had to not had to, but I've chosen to put myself in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't know if you've ever been in that scenario, but when you think about no. the fact that if you if you help somebody and it puts you at risk of putting your family in danger. Like if you know you're going to go help somebody and you might die doing it, what's that going to do to your family? It can cause people to stop and take a step back. And it's hard for me to fault somebody at that. I I get it, but it's hard for me to fault. So I don't know what she was doing. If she was just videotaping on her cell phone, shame on her. But if if there was a 
a paranoia that kicked in. I get that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just think that, man, if you, if you saw a kid... I mean, being injured like that, I, man. I would like to think that I, well, I that I my would instinct right. would that, kick that in. That thing to go protect. But I oh. can certainly, I, have, yeah. I, I can, I can understand the flip side of, mm-hmm. is that risk, yeah. is the risk going to, can I do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I do. So I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. I have a question. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to run ruin your headline thing, but here's a question. And I don't know if you want to get too deep into this, but uh, does do you well, actually I have two questions, two topics that I'd like to get your opinion on? Do you think it matters? No. Okay. If Russia got involved in the election. To what extent, though? Doesn't matter. But, but see, I, I don't know what involved means. Like, they were checking it out. They were, like, trying to post something on Facebook? No. Exploiting? Well, no. Exploiting? No. None. Mm-mm. I don't think it mattered one one iota. Fake news? Nope. Well, fa- driving the media? Um, Russia releasing, didn't drive the media. Releasing, the media drove the media. Releasing email content? at timely releasing fake email content, does it matter that they were involved? No. Here's my question about that, because mm-hmm. I agree with you. <clears throat> On the one hand, okay, criminal activity, mm-hmm. okay, as defined by United States criminal code. I don't know if, I don't know what the international code is on that, but how is it different if... Russia shaped the election in some way. How is it different than political ads that shape the election based off of partial half or mistruths? Is there a, what's the difference? Because do you think political ads, when, when, when Clinton put her ads out that were anti-Trump ads, mm -hmm. were they accurate? I mean, Fact checker, watchdog, mm-hmm. they all make right. a living during the campaign years off of mm-hmm. fact checking campaign ads. But so, the, how is they it all different? said they were right. So, anyway, it's because they're left themselves. I was just curious if you um, thought that it mattered. I, I, I don't think it's much different. I think the argument that it's different is that it, it's another, it's a, it's an adversarial government trying to influence us. Now, if you believe someone like Steve Pachinik, who is um, was big time in indoctrination in the CIA back a long time ago, that Russia is one of our staunchest allies and that they they want a relationship with us that's not bad. Now, does that mean that they don't want certain leaders in place? Maybe. That's okay. We don't want certain leaders in place. Are you kidding? I mean, Obama went and campaigned for the French guy. Right. How is this different? My point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it matters. Okay. Second question. What are your thoughts on moving the official embassy to Jerusalem? I don't think that the... 
I don't think that it matters. Um, near to the to the negative extent that the left would make you think. I think that the U.S. should be allowed to put their embassy wherever they want. I think. I think a country works with another country and can determine where that goes. Who, I mean, who knows, who cares, who says no. Now, if the U.N. is mad about this, the U.N. is mad that we might pull money, funding from them. them they're freaking out because if we don't pay the bill that we always pay to the U.N., they can't do their, quote, job. And they're whining about it. The EU is crying right now. Oh, yeah. Because we're trying to incentivize American corporations uh, to keep their money in US, in the U.S. soil. Oh, man, they're just they're going nuts right now. about it. Doesn't that tell you something, though? Totally. I mean, the and EU, there are countries in the them. EU. I think, think England, even, is, they're saying, well, you can't pass this tax bill right, because yeah. it's an It'll unfair yeah. advantage right. to people that want to export to the United States. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. Heaven forbid right. that we start actually keeping business in the <laughs> I U.S., gosh. I know. And but it's, it's that G. idea. It's this globalist thought that we have to be this global thing that everything is just a global entity. We right. we're all there. No, I don't think we're. I don't want to be a global society. I don't think that's that's beneficial to anyone, namely because cultures are so different. Don't you think it's fascinating? I don't think Russia wants to be a global a global economy either or a global entity. No. You don't think that's interesting. That Russia or you disagree with to me? Be? No, I think it. Le- I I don't think they want to. I right. I think it lends to the argument that even though we don't claim ally, mm-hmm. there's an undertone of ally between us and Russia. Oh, well, but again, back to Pachinik. Right. It is that whole. I mean, we are our intelligence like entities work really well together. We don't work together. Oh, okay, I forgot. A side note, if you're interested, um, I don't know if you did it all, but the Sunday's edition of the No Agenda podcast mm. uh, is a two-hour-long interview with this guy. Putin? Yeah. Oh, dang it. <laughs> with, with, with the Steve Pachenik guy, who um, is- You should have got him to fill in instead I of me. should have. No, no. It's fascinating. Hmm. Um, so if you're interested, check it out. It's It's- amazing the the stuff and you know who knows if it's true i assume it is but then i don't know who knows but when you talk so matter-of-factly about things i mean julia child was a a operative Mm -hmm. okay you know lay out a bunch of stuff like this it's i think it's fascinating i love that whole concept because i i think life is so much more fun looking at it in how we are being played that's fascinating to me. Oh, yeah. I, I, I enjoy watching and listening to news, thinking, what are they hiding? Who's really telling them what they're saying? And what what's the end goal? That's well, a and way I think, more and fun that, thing. And that do. was really my point. I should have articulated that better. My point in, in bringing up two years ago, everything was mm-hmm. about transgender. Mm-hmm. And last year, totally. everything was about race on race. And now this year, everything is about tax. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that everything is about tax. But right now it is, for sure. Right right at this moment it is. And how horrible it is. And three years ago, everything was about health care. Yeah. And the health care initiative. Mm-hmm. 
but there's always stuff going on behind the scenes and under the scenes. And what is that hiding? What is that masking? What is it driving us? And, yeah. and there's just this, this drive to completely divide us mm-hmm. on every subject. Can I take you back to the 20th of January, 2017? Um, you're sat in Marine One, the presidential helicopter, flying over Washington. You've sat through the inauguration with your game face on, not giving much emotion away, as we all saw. What's going, what's going through your mind? Well, you know, the first thing that went through my mind was um, sitting across from Michelle, how thankful I was that... She had been my partner through that whole process. You know, you've gotten to know Michelle oh, is this Prince? quite well. And, uh, yeah, I think so. She is... Prince, he's dead. Prince Harry. A spectacular, <laughs> yes, yes. Prince Harry funny, and, and the uh, warm person. She's not someone who was naturally inclined to politics. Uh, so in some ways, you know, despite oh, the fact that she was, um, I think, as good... Old uh, Pachinik also claims that Obama... Was a CIA, um, so she did this ha- not a hack, like an a- his mom was an asset. Of really? Yeah, and that he's totally in there specifically because he, I mean, he was put in by the agency. Uh, that you know, our marriage was strong. We're still. Um, I guess she's fluent in. It's, his point was, you don't put someone like that in. Turning into um, amazing. You don't do that. Uh, amazing young women. Uh, unless you're. You're actually doing something. There was a there was a lot of um, odd coincidences on the backstory of who he was, who his family was, mm-hmm. how the schooling that no one really knows about, how the vetting process seemed to be fairly gray on some yeah, some totally. I mean, if in oh, this is a whole different, this is a completely different rabbit trail, but. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody that was going to join the military as a cryptologist mm-hmm. and get their background check, they go through such an extensive backstory that they will go, the military will send people to speak to childhood teachers of yours to find out if there's anything that may have been going on. That- oh, right. Yeah. Just to figure out who you are and as a how person. that how that didn't seem to occur mm-hmm. for a vetted president elect mm-hmm. was odd. Yeah. Well, and JFK was horribly unqualified for the job. Never should have got it. He was really ill and was could not make a decision. Like his he did not have a a, a solid like grasp on decision making and that apparently there was a lot of of thought that he would be taken out because of it we see what happened there well right Hmm. but he was extremely ill like bad deathly ill so are you saying that our vote doesn't count there's no point i think at some level yeah i am because i just I, i don't know what there could be heretic i i don't know well, we're we're not a democracy, is the deal. Powers that be. No, I mean, we're we're a republic. We're a representative republic. Yeah. Now, 
you don't say that out loud in public anymore because you will get ripped apart. Oh, I'm Democratic. Three million more people voted for Hillary, and so but Trump still won. I can't believe this happens. Do you know? I just heard that the other day. Someone was complaining about that still. Public school teaching. Ready for this? <laughs> Come on. My daughter's in a, in a, uh, she's a senior. She's taking a social studies class, and they had a segment on government, and the, um. The broad definition, so that they had to go through, they had a classroom discussion on why the Electoral College was created. So as I'm talking to her about this, I'm trying to have a real-world conversation about this. And this is being led by the teacher. The teacher, yeah. So the her perception, so Mm -hmm. what she came out of that with, I have no idea what he said, but her perception coming out of it was that the reason the Electoral College was created was because if the people were allowed to vote today mm-hmm. and one vote equaled one vote, it would be an irresponsible allowance of uneducated people casting a vote. This is what the teacher told them. It was her perception of the general concept of why the Electoral College is still there. Huh. It had nothing to do with we don't want Los Angeles and Chicago and when New I York City When I explained in those exact voting. words, literally those exact words, <laughs> when I explained that, she said, well, why would that be bad? I said, well, that would mean your vote doesn't count. Well, it doesn't now. But Clinton won the popular vote by three counties. Three. Three counties in the United States. That's it. Mm -hmm. You take those three counties out of the game, and she gets killed. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Her campaign got annihilated. Yeah. Vote-wise. Those three counties. So those are like the insane, like, uber, uber left urban areas in the country. Why do we want those people dictating how the entire country's run? That that's my issue, and that is the, no, I agree. the The point of the electoral college, right. really, yeah, because you do, yeah, because you end up with three or four major cities that basically rule mm-hmm. the entire roast. Yeah. I just thought it was fascinating that, that there was totally, such a yeah. there was such a lack of detailed explanation or truthful well, but who, <laughs> explanation. I mean, who who gives this guy, girl, whoever the teacher, male teacher, yeah. who gives him the the data? I mean, where's he getting this from? And and that's where I don't, I didn't hear the conversation. That's why I'm careful to articulate her perception coming out of it. So the conversation could have been, he could have dropped some information mm-hmm. out there and then let the class discuss it, discuss it mm-hmm. and he just let it go. Or it could have been him talking. In her explanation, it was classroom talk. He led a classroom conversation, right. and that's what came out of it. Hmm. So, and then when I tried to pinpoint it down, it was anyway. So I just thought that that was a, a fascinating. I just thought that was. I just thought that was fascinating. Interesting. So. Just not not very well educated, I think, or 
well, public school system. This is this well, is who's going to run things in the future. Do those teachers are they allowed to create their own curriculum? Or are they fed what they have to teach? Like um, in, in that class. At this point, they have to get the kids to pass the state test. Mm, so then they have to know the test and figure out what they, they need literally to give them. teach the test. Wow. So then they're not coming up with Here's content. another one. So my daughter comes home and tells me excitedly, and if we've got to wrap this up, I'm just rambling at this point. So we can we can shut this down any moment. But she comes home and tells me that in this classroom, the teacher drives them to a website to take a political affiliation survey. <laughs> Do you know the website by chance? No, I don't. Oh. I should get it from her. Yes. And she proudly proclaims that she is a liberal Democrat. Not just a Democrat, but a liberal Democrat. Now, mind you, I know my daughter's views on a few moral issues. Mm-hmm. Probably would lean more on the Democrat fence. Okay. But she is adamantly against abortion. Mm. Adamantly. Yeah. She is um, completely against assisted suicide. Okay. Okay. So when she told me this news and I looked at her kind of goofy, she goes, well, what do you think I would be? And I said, well, knowing you and knowing some of your more liberal thoughts because of being in public school, I would have considered you more like a conservative Democrat, but not a liberal Democrat. Mm -hmm. Maybe a liberal conservative. Right. But probably closer to the fence. So I said, knowing what you know, do you realize that a liberal Democrat means you're completely pro-choice? You're completely (laughs) okay with abortion. So what question did I ask you about abortion? Mm -hmm. She goes, oh, they only asked you one question. The question about, ready? Do you believe that abortion is acceptable in every circumstance. And she said, but the way it was explained to me, dad was basically I had to, I had to say yes or no, no, I don't believe that abortion should be, should occur if a mother's life is a hundred percent in danger. Mm-hmm. And she said, I think she said, I believe at that point, if a mother's life is knowingly at danger, and saving the baby would kill the mother or killing the mother would save the baby. I believe that's the exception where the, the family needs to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's too much of an exception for me. Yeah. And I said, well, that's, that's a different scenario. And she said, no, it wasn't explained that way. So she had to be considered a pro-choicer because of that. Huh. I said, well, what did they ask you about health care? Well, they just asked if everybody should have health care. That is such a stupid question. The The question should be, should everyone have paid for insurance? That's what everyone should have. That's the question. Right. So so then- Now, I, I think a lot of people would say, yep. I mean, that's why a lot of people get their get certain jobs, because they have paid for insurance. But, so here's where it bugged me, though. So she comes home, and she's excited that she's in this box, because she thinks, okay, I'm in this box now, and, this is, and she has no idea what it means. No concept of what it really means, the label that's on her. There was no explanation given of the consequences of the answers mm-hmm. to the questions. Right. None. But now she's in the box. And now she thinks that she's in the box. So now what is she doing? She's thinking, oh, I'm a liberal Democrat. What does that stand for? So now they're talking about now these kids in this class are labeled as this. These kids are labeled as that. 
So what happens when you label a kid? They live up to the label, right? Well, that's the goal, conditioning. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Complete sidetrack. Well, my, my no, public no, no, my public school rant. Now we're well. Now I here's a political topology quiz. You ready? <laughs> uh, we'll do you because I'm intrigued, and we'll see what this. This is from the Pew Research Center. All right. So it must be straight up down the middle. All right. If these <laughs> Pew is in stinky Pew, yeah. These questions, um, if they are 100, percent pick the one that's the closest, more close to you. That's what they say. There's 17 of these. Which of the following statements comes closest to your view? The government should do more to help needy Americans, even if it means going deeper in debt. Or the government today can't afford to do much more help, do much more to help the needy. The government can't afford. Okay. Um, government is almost always wasteful and inefficient. Government often does a better job than people give it credit for. Oh, it's almost always wasteful. Uh, the best way to ensure peace is through military strength, or good diplomacy is the best way to ensure peace. Military strength. I forgot you're military. <laughs> I didn't bring don't, that up. Don't, don't tell David. <laughs> David would disagree. Your you're, you're faux military. Uh, racial discrimination is the main reason why many black people can't get ahead these days. Or blacks, nice way to put it. <laughs> way to go. That's what it says. Just by answering the question, I'm a racist. <laughs> right. Blacks who can't get ahead in this country are mostly responsible for their own condition. Correct. Second one. Second, okay. Government regulation of business is necessary to protect the public interest. <laughs> Government regulation of business usually does more harm than good. It does more harm than good. Homosexuality should be accepted by society. Homosexuality should be discouraged by society. Discouraged by society. Business corporations make too much profit. Or most corporations make a fair and reasonable amount of profit. Now that question is worded horribly. It's horrible, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> I will yep. absolutely yep. answer the second one. Right. Most corporations make a fair, fair and reasonable, and reasonable. profit. Well, see, and that's going kind of back to this whole tax game. I heard one, I don't know, some elected person um, talk about the the tax bill. And they made the claim that these businesses are just making too much profit. Right. Whoa, when is profit bad? At what point did making a profit in America, for crying out loud, become bad? Do you realize that when somebody works for a company and they bring money home in their paycheck. Is that, that is profit? Their, that's their personal <laughs> profit. That is their personal profit. Yeah. Stricter environmental laws and regulations cost too many jobs and hurt the economy. Stricter environmental laws and regulations are worth the cost. That's a hard one. It, well, th that one is, yeah. Mm. Man, I could almost flip a coin on that one. Um, I'm going to go uh, stricter environmental laws. Uh, they, they cost too many jobs and hurt the economy or are worth the cost. Man. 
I don't like the answer to that. I don't like the way that question is worded. I can't answer that question. Uh, okay, so I will say I'm yeah, going to have to lean. The logic behind this is to, I I'm going to have to lean towards the it's worth the cost, although I I don't like I I think that there's no the 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 two answers it's kind of like asking hey did you walk to school or take a lunchbox that's exactly right yeah it, that's exactly it they don't they don't aren't really one or the other yeah it, it, what this is a fork in the road i'm sure because this is where it's going to take you here or here the others eh. so you say are worth the cost uh yeah okay we'll put that down immigrants today strengthen our country because of their hard work and talents or immigrants today are a burden on our country because they take our jobs, housing, and health care. Legal or illegal immigrants? It says immigrants. That I, I would presume they're trying to go after the illegal immigrant, but they lump them together, and that is not a fair question. That's, that is an inappropriate question. Correct. Because legal immigrants, I would say, me, right? they strengthen the country. Did you totally. walk to school or take a right, lunchbox? I know. <laughs> Uh, did you walk to school or did you see a bird yesterday? Right. <laughs> okay, so it, it, <laughs> you can't answer that question. Well, yeah, yeah. Because legal yeah. immigrants, abs- that's what the entire country was founded on. It, they're amazing. Correct. Illegal immigrants are the opposite. Mm-hmm. I just saw, I, I actually, I just saw a statistic that 92% of Immigrants that are in federal prisons are illegal. Why are they in prison? Shouldn't they be out of the country? Not under the previous law. Mm. Interesting. Okay, so I'm going to have to say... Uh, I can't answer I that know, question. I, I, I can't answer that got, question. It has to be one. I can't. No, I can't. Do you have to go? No. I okay. mean, yes, but no. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, just. Just because of the argument, I'm going to say that uh, immigrants are bad. 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 Because yeah. they take our jobs, housing, and health care? Right. Yeah. Take, now, if we were to say illegal. If we were going to say illegal, I, that's- I would be, yeah. and I, I, I'm certain. I'm going to go with the intent of the question. That, that was the intent, yep. Poor people today have it easy because they can get government benefits without doing anything in return. Poor people have hard lives because government benefits don't go far enough and help them live decently. No. Poor people have it easy. (laughs) The economic system in this country unfairly favors powerful interests. The economic system in this country is generally fair to most Americans. It's generally fair. Clearly wrong. Our country has made the changes needed to give blacks equal rights with equal rights with whites. Our country, our country needs to continue making changes to give blacks equal rights with whites. Well, I think the rights are unequal, but they're unequal in the, the wrong direction. The wrong direction. So I would have to say that our we have gone and we're we have made changes. We have made needed. changes for equal rights. This seems like more than seventeen questions. We're on thirteen. It's best for the future of our country to be active in world affairs. We should pay less attention to problems overseas and concentrate on problems here at home. 
No, we need to be involved in world so affairs. So it's best for the future of our country to be active in world affairs? <laughs> the I, I way know, it's written is wrong, yeah. but yes, I, yes. Most people who want to get ahead can make it if they're willing to work hard. Correct. Hard work and determination are no guarantee of success for most people. I don't agree with that. So most people who want to get ahead can make it if they're willing to work hard. Absolutely. The obstacles that once made it harder for women than men to get ahead are now largely gone. Or there are still significant obstacles that make it harder for women to get ahead than men. Well, this is where I would get shot, but I think the obstacles in front of women are women. But I would say (laughs) the obstacles between men and women have been reduced enough or eliminated. They're now largely gone. Correct. In foreign policy, the U.S. should take into account the interests of its allies, even if it means making compromises with them. In foreign policy, the U.S. should follow its own national interests, even when its allies strongly disagree. Ugh. These questions are terrible. That's a globalist question here. That completely depends on the compromise. Mm -hmm. That completely depends on the compromise. No, we look after our own interests first. All right, last one. In politics today, do you consider yourself a Republican, Democrat, Democrat, or Independent? Well, I'm a registered independent. Well, there you have it. So you would consider yourself. As of today, do you lean more Republican Party or more Democrat Party? Republican Party. All right. Let's see what happens here. Your best fit is a core conservatives, along with (laughs) how many percent of the public? Two. Two percent. (laughs) Two percent. Five percent. Thirteen percent. Thirteen percent only. This overwhelmingly Republican group holds conservative attitudes across a wide range of issues, especially in their support for smaller government. Core conservatives are deeply skeptical of the social safety net and favor lower taxes, tax rates on corporations and high-income individuals. While they are divided on whether immigrants do more to strengthen or burden the country, core conservatives often or offer far more positive views of immigrants than do co- country-first conservatives. Core conservatives are relatively upbeat about national conditions, and a majority says that the United States stands above all other nations in the world. Well, there you have it. I'm in a box. Clearly. I'm living in a box. And did you see that bird? A cardboard box. Down by the river! Well, I'll probably this, get taxed on that box now, though. You, you, Depends on if I trade exactly it up for right, it or not. Yes. <laughs> yep. Well, this is the uh, this is the David Allen show. And Jay. Uh, and, and, and the Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did hear, I did hear oh, yeah, from David. Yeah. Oh, do tell. The uh, furnace guy came and fixed oh, it. Oh, 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 oh. Fantastic. Well, that's good. Now he won't. Uh, we won't have to light his place on fire to warm it up. Warm it up, everybody. This is the David Allen Show. Um, what in the world? 
episode are we on? I really should have thought of this before we even came here. DavidAllenShow.com. Thanks for having me, Alan. Absolutely. It was fun. Um, I was... I have to go spend my oh. tax savings now. Your tax savings. What tax savings? This episode, number 61, December 27, 2017. Last the Wednesday end, of the year. The last Wednesday of the year. DavidAllenShow.com on the, uh, the, the iTunes podcast store. And on the Google Play Store, I believe, for those for those of you with Android devices that don't want your battery slowed down because you have an old phone. Oh, oh, one last thing. Sorry. One, one last. The, the, this was in the queue. And I apologize. It's true. Boys can get their period, too. I bet they didn't teach you that in science class. Quick news before we get into the subject. I just made some new social medias recently. You should follow me because that'd be nice. I just made a musically and hot damn am I obsessed with it. Oh my god, I love it. That's fantastic. I'm traumatized. <laughs> yes. So for some, oh, I, I have know. to go back to health class right. now. I'm not sure why that ended like it did. Um, she she made more social medias. So today we're going to do that too. Great. Thanks. Shameless self-promotion over. Hello. Tis I, a man assigned female at birth. Pre-T-N-D-S, I get a monthly period, which I like to call Shark Week. So anybody that gets periods will tell you that they're terrible and they hate them, and it's a bad, not fun thing. And when you're a boy and you wake up with bloody boxers, that can be a little distressing, perhaps a little concerning. And when this happens every month, you may start to get a little depressed. At least I do. Because you're a girl. Why is this happening to me? This is not a thing that's supposed to occur. Ah. So all of this is an effect of gender dysphoria, which sucks. Nobody would choose this. When you're on Shark Week, using pads and tampons can be especially difficult if you use the men's room because pads and tampons make a shit ton of crinkling noises. Now you have to go. Now you have to put the E on it. Now you have to put the E on this on tunes. Darn it. <laughs> Buying pads and tampons at the store is also pretty weird. No, you're a girl. It's not weird at all. Heck, I bought them for my wife. I was going to say, I've I've done that. Yeah. Wife. <laughs> Two women of age in the household. So I've done that. Background yeah. about my own personal trauma with Shark Week. And then I'm going to give you some tips of what has helped me deal with this dysphoria so in fourth grade does this my teacher person sound like a girl really is there i i really this is this is a female yes yeah um how far do you have to let this play <laughs> this is brutal are you kidding me <laughs> come on there's another two minutes of it yeah and okay 297,000 views so far on, on this one one platform and this is taken from something else wow so, Thank you. Uh, but, 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 so let's go down the logic road here for a minute before we wrap up. What? The, okay, we have to start a logic road. Right, the logic road is this person, this girl, playing the boy, said it's gender dysphoria. That's a disorder. 
That yeah, that's a that's a mental health disorder. Yeah. So diagnosed in the DSM four. If yeah, but the five no. It's <laughs> not in no. It's right. not in the five. It's not. There no. you go. That's why they took it out because. Well, I sh- I I did not look at it, time. but as I understand, <laughs> it is. It is not in the five Younger anymore. Millennials. Yeah. Um, not millennials. What are they? <laughs> Post millennials. Right. Postmoderns. Um, the, uh, Moderns. <laughs> Moderns. <laughs> uh, pre-moderns. Um, if we did, if this person said, I throw up a lot. I don't want, every time I get to eat, done eating, I throw up a lot. And that's bulimia. Well, but if they and identified uh, as, if they identified as a heavy person, then we need to allow them to have surgery. Well, clearly, my point, though, is you, we don't celebrate this. No, of course not. We fix it. Shh. We, <laughs> This is so 2000, 2016. It's terrible. I don't know. I'm thinking that I, I'm thinking that Alan, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to wrap this up. Well, you have you have uh, the you've got to go. You've got to go. Are restless. The chimpanzees just, on the other side of the cage are. They're just they're jealous. Ready. They're not in here. They are ready for you <laughs> to uh, to exit the fishbowl. Indeed. Well, this is the David Allen Show. (laughs) With Jay, of course. And it was fun. Um, Any last words you have? Go spend your tax money. Oh, I thought we were losing it. Okay. I'll take it. Open enrollment ends soon. Get your health care. Or healthcare, else what healthcare. now? Or else what? Oh, that's right. What? What's the incentive? Um, you'll be playing the game. Oh. You'll be supporting the economy. <laughs> you'll have so much it? extra money from your tax liability be decreasing. You can buy insurance now. Huh? That's neat. At an elevated cost. Much right. <laughs> well. Here we are wrapping up. Well, I don't know. There's a weird thought. I may try to. We may try to do an end of year, actual end of year show if we can get uh, David on board. But you never know. If not, this is it. But we will see you on the next one. This is the David Allen Show. Thanks to uh, Jay for making the drive on this outrageously cold night. Hey, hi. No? No? No. The little monkey wants to say hi. (laughs) All right. Alan's cute kids had to come and make a cameo. That's right. Beautiful kids. That's right. Have a great Courtesy of their mother. (laughs) That is why they're beautiful. All right. Have a good one, everybody. See you next time. Or hear you next time.